Welcome to Race Time Radio. Here we go. Two hours. We're going to take you coast to coast here in the country. Talk about short track racing and contests and all kinds of racing news right here. All live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. And of course on the Performance Motorsportnetwork.com throughout the course of the week. And Rev TV Canada. Let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. Flying solo here in the studio. Uh, Junior was at CTMP today, of course, spotting for Ranger Ranger, and uh, consequently, they were leading the race and blew up. Man, I'll tell you what, that 27 car cannot catch a break. Um, They blew up. What else can you say? A big fireball for Ranger Ranger. Driver's okay. Car, not so much. Uh, But Junior then packed uh, the radio deal up. And uh, headed for Sunset Speedway, where he is going to be spotting for Josh Stoddy tonight. Big 50 lapper at Sunset Speedway. And we're going to have some live reporting right from the Speedway tonight. Uh, I believe we've got Rick Spencer Wall coming on the show. Uh, let me tell you. Here, uh, we're going to get things started off. Of course, you know, last night at Saratoga Speedway out in B.C., it was the Canada 200. That historic race continued and it did it, not at Western. Of course, it's closed down. Moved over to Saratoga Speedway. And the green flag went in the air last night. It was Rory Smith going to victory lane. We don't have Rory tonight. Um, instead, how about this? We're still going to get on the podium. And we've got, we got Brandon Carlson that's going to join us. His name is on that big trophy. Just wasn't uh, last night as he intended, but he did hit the podium. And Brandon Carlson's going to join us off the hop. We'll also catch up with the Super Late Model winner from the beach last night. Haven't talked to Glenn Watson, driver of the number 22, in a long time here on, this, uh, uh, on the channel. Tonight, we changed that. Glenn Watson is going to join us. We'll also catch up with OSS driver of the number four, Connor James. Had a dynamite run going last night at the beach. It was 100 laps for those guys. He had a a problem. And uh, we're going to get into all of it tonight. Uh, Kind of a different one. Uh, But Connor James, uh, we'll catch up with him. We'll get the skinny right from the driver that was behind the wheel of that number four car just last night. At the beach. Uh, we'll catch up then in hour number two. How about an NASCAR Camping World Track Series winner from the Milwaukee Mile, uh, Grant Enfinger. We all know Grant. He's a great friend of Race Time Radio. Drives the number 23 champion Chevrolet uh, for GMS. He goes to Victory Lane at the Milwaukee Mile, and I think he is just going to get, get that tear started like we know a finger can do. He's going to join the show tonight. Looking forward to that. Uh, we've got, uh, who else? Oh, how about this? The number 22 of Kyle Steckley. We've heard from Kyle a ton this year. He's done a lot of winning. Uh, won all kinds of big races in APC, the Gold Rush, and uh, the list goes on and on. This coming weekend, 
uh, September the 9th, Kyle is going to be on his way down to New Smyrna Speedway, and he's going to go that half-mile high-bank speedway with Jet Motorsports. He's got a deal put together. We're going to find out more about that tonight. Kyle was also in that NASCAR Pindies race today at CTMP. I haven't heard back from Kyle, but he is really good on jumping onto this show, uh, and he's going to do so again tonight, we hope. So uh, we've got that to look forward to. And then Rick Spencer-Walt, he did go to victory lane last night in the OSS race at the beach. The 100-lapper, he was in Corey McAllister's 71. Corey won just a week ago at Full Throttle Speedway. We didn't have Corey on. He gives up the ride. Rick Spencer-Walt wins, and Rick Spencer-Walt's going to join us tonight. We didn't sidestep you, Corey. Uh, we just got jammed up, and look at that. You gave the ride away, but we're still going to get the content on the air. We have all that to do tonight, and I'm going to talk to you about a quick, quick fire starter contest that will uh, absolutely everybody will want to get in on this one. I'll get you the details a little bit later in the show, but that's what we've got coming at you, and what do you say? We get to the Zoom line, and we'll hit the podium at the Canada 200 that happened not even 24 hours ago. We got Brandon Carlson. He ended up finishing the race up in third, but he's always a great guest here on Race Time, and we surely appreciate the time. And he's with us on the Zoom line. What's going on tonight there, Brandon? How you doing? I am doing great. A little bit of a late start this morning as we got home about uh, 2.30 in the morning. Ah, sounds like a typical long weekend, short track lifestyle, my friend. Uh, so it was a decent race for you on the podium. Yeah, it was great. Uh, honestly, that car hasn't raced since the Canada 200 in Victoria last year. So one year has gone by. That thing sat on the jack stands. And uh, with a lot of support, we got it off the jack stands, got it put in the shop and back together and uh, took it racing. And we had good speed all weekend long. You know, it, we had a great weekend and uh, long race. Um started uh i believe fourth row inside and kind of picked our way to third second place got spun out went to the back and then just kept that cool head and uh drove it back forward we got a late restart starting second and uh me and corbin got to doing some hard race and we slipped back to third where we finished ah there you go and at least uh you, you had a shot at it and that's all you really want right is uh, a shot to win these big races uh, it's disheartening when you get spun out and like you say you gotta have a cool head and that's tough to do sometimes in the moment right uh, absolutely uh my spotter and my dad so i really listened to him just preach to uh keep it keep it together in there and we did and uh just use that cone restart to our advantage and just kept all the fenders on it. And, you know, I got to line up beside one of my best buds, Rory, for a shootout, about a five-lap shootout at the end. And uh, we didn't quite have the car to compete for the win. We we finished where we should have in third. Well, there you go. You got what the car will give you. You didn't try and get more of that. And uh, you end up coming home with the car and a decent finish. Uh, just spoke called you Rory. Brandon, that is, uh, the Canada 200 is an iconic Canadian race. I mean, it goes all the way back to 1972 in the beginning or something like that. Um, it, it used to be held at Western Speedway. It has ran at Saratoga before, but the majority of the races were all Western Speedway. 
Did you feel the historic value of the 200? Did everybody sort of feel that last night? Yeah, I, I would say it was different for sure. Nothing is going to replace Western Speedway. It's left a big hole in our hearts, you know. Um, but for me, it, it didn't really feel like like the 200 until I seen the Reg Midgley Memorial Trophy in the, on display in the pits. And I was like, oh, okay, that's what we're here for tonight, you know. And that, and you could kind of feel the energy pick up when that, that trophy got put on display. Yeah, and you can feel the history. That's, uh, like you say, that's why we're here. And it got real yeah. all of a sudden, right? Yeah, a- absolutely. You know, it, it, it amped up when they, on Friday night, when they put that big trophy on display. Uh, they made it, the, their schedule was great. They made a big spectacle out of qualifying. Uh, we qualified single car qualifying, and that's all we did Friday night at seven o'clock. Uh, the top five cars were within a tenth of a second, um, so it was it was good. It was real good. You know, I slipped. I'm not gonna say I, I needed uh, I needed a little WD forty to get the rust off, and uh, but you know, Corbin put it on the pole, and Daryl Crocker second, and Rory Smith third. I was happy to be there in the dash, so to speak. Yeah, you're in great company with those guys out there. Uh, so what happens now with your race car? Does it go back on the jack stand? you got a car. Is there any more races for you to jump in? And I know you're no stranger to going on the other side of the border. As the season gets kind of skinny here in Canada, you like going across the border. You got any plans or what? I think uh, I'm going to try running the pink lady classic in the shockwave marine suspension seating wing sprint car uh that's uh fielded by rendell brothers racing who are quite the successful pavement team we've run a few races together this year with some success south of the border uh and then daryl midgley dwight kennedy and i are all talking about headed down back possibly back down to arizona for the turkey shoot 125 and the chili willy uh, uh 150 like we've been running yeah yeah, yeah, we're tr- trying to iron out the details on that. Oh, how cool is that? So you didn't get a lot of racing in this summer, but it sounds like things are going to pick up. Yeah, things are going to pick up. Yeah, no, we haven't we haven't raced as much as we'd like to this summer. My jobs uh, kept me racing quite a bit as I'm the crew chief in the Arca Menards West Series for David Smith and the Shockwave car. Um, I haven't raced as much as I would like to, but yeah, it's okay. We'll get it in this winter. <laughs> How's David doing? I uh, lo- love watching. Uh, I watched the special on him a few years ago. How is David actually making up? He is doing great. You know, we're it, it's really tough. You know, uh, we're not allowed to test those cars per the rules, and we're going to new tracks with them and some fast places. Uh, we're finishing all the races or, or, or you know, making sure we can control what we can control. We are finishing races, not wrecking the car. And we're, uh, I believe we're 10th in points, which is quite pretty good for a rookie in that series. Oh, I would say. And talk about a driven bunch, man. You guys should not only have a lot of fun at the speedway, but, uh, don't think there, you, you would have to look far and wide to find somebody and a group of guys that is more dedicated to this sport than what you guys got assembled. That's, that's super cool. Yeah, no, we have a lot of fun together. Awesome stuff. Sponsorship on your race car, man. They got to mean a ton to you when you can pull her out of mothballs, get it to the track, and oh. be on the podium. 
Yeah, no, we we can't do it without the support of Josh at the Wicker Tree Patio Plus and uh, Dwight Kennedy, Northern Provincial Pipelines. You know, he he's always right there, big supporter of racing in Western Canada. You know, Daryl ran the big race in Saskatoon, and he he helped us out here in uh, to run the two hundred. Um, you know, uh, we we're just really thankful. Alien Race Cars, Ted's always got my back, and. Uh, LDI at Little Daryl, you know, whatever I need, they're just always right there for me. Well, we want to congratulate Rory Smith on the victory, uh, but we also got to con- congratulate you. Who was second? Uh, Corbin Thomas oh, Corbin. was uh, finished yeah. second. Good deal. Man, I'll tell you what, I love watching you guys on the Speedway. That Western Rattler 300, when I seen you guys out there, it was kind of cool, man. Uh, hopefully we can do that again. Maybe we can get those guys to get things generated and get it out of the box soon so we can all get together. I hope so. I hear some great things hoping to start happening at Penticton, and we're looking forward to it. You betcha. Well, I can't thank you enough for jumping on here. Congratulations on a decent run next year. Next year, Brent, you got to get your name back on that trophy. How many times are you on that Canada 200 trophy now? Just once. I, I, I've won it once, and... Uh, if that's all I win, my name's on it, and they can't take it off. I, I'm really proud of that accomplishment. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. You're saying a lot when you did it, buddy. Uh, and you're on there, on the podium anyway. And uh, I can tell you there was a herd of guys behind you that would have loved to have your spot. Absolutely, there were. You know, uh, we're going to take a third and our heads held high with a clean race car and a 200-lap race on a quarter-mile racetrack. You know, I, I, I'm pretty proud of that. Well, and next year, you'll actually have a little bit of a notebook. Uh, you got to watch, though. I was texting this morning with Corey Mears. He didn't have a very good day in the 70 car. He got a tore up early in the race. As uh, you and I were talking before we went on the air, it was the big one on lap 30 that did take out a bunch of cars. But uh, it happens in racing. It does. Uh, honestly, I didn't even see how it got started Uh I don't know what happened. I just know there were cars spinning in front of me, and I seen a little daylight, and Dad yelled, gas it up, and I went, and I squeaked through the middle of the wreck. And then I tell you, when we came back around, it looked like a parking lot at Talladega. They were everywhere and all wadded up in turn two. So we we got we squeaked one out there for sure. Well, you got to love it when that VP Racing Fuels performs the way you need it to when you step on it, buddy. You know it. <laughs> you bet. Brandon, thanks so much for the time tonight. Congratulations on a good run. And please, do me a favor. When you guys get geared up uh, and you're going to head down south, let me know. We want to get you back on the show. We love following Canadians when they go south. And uh, we'll get you on here. Please tell David hello. And we got to get him on here and wrap up his season. Sound good? Yep, we got a big month of racing coming up. Uh, the Arkham Menards West Series, uh, September 30th at Roseville, and then we pretty much don't get a week off till November 5th in Phoenix for the Championship NASCAR weekend. So we're going to be busy. Uh, we got backup cars getting prepared right now, and it's going to be a busy one. So we will catch up with you between now and then. That sounds good. I know Joe Wells pretty good. The uh, competition director, well, probably VP now. I don't know. His title keeps changing. He keeps moving up higher. But I know Joe, at this time of the year, loves loading you guys up with dates and races. And uh, we've got to get it all in before the snow flies. 
You know it. And Arizona's a nice place to be in November, especially on the West Coast here. Oh, she'd be cooking out there right now, right? I've been watching the forecast. Those poor buggers have been melting down out there. Yeah. Hopefully it cools down a little bit by the time we get there. Yeah. Well, it's going to. And the action will heat up. Brandon Carlson, thanks a million. Thanks for having me. You betcha. Love those guys out there on the West Coast. Sounds like the Canada 200 was a doozy at Saratoga Speedway. Uh, it, it Rory Smith goes to victory lane. I know his name is on that trophy as well. Uh, Brandon Carlson comes home second. Uh, no, third. It was Corbin Thomas that came home second. And uh, uh, Corey Mears wrecked out. Uh, but there was a lot of really good race cars in it. And uh, we, we can look forward to next year's running. And I know they're not wrapped up at Saratoga yet. Um, I believe Brody has still got another race. Brody Mears and Sarah. I think she's still got some more. We'll get the Mears family on here, the Mears team, and we'll wrap up their season after they're done on the West Coast. But I know there's still lots more happening. Penticton Speedway, you got RS1 still to come. Uh, Area 27 has got RS1 competition. We got lots to talk about in BC as the season all starts to wind down, so to speak. We're going to hit this first quick break. When we come back, yet another winner. This time, driver of the number 22 super late model here in Ontario, Glenn Watson, is going to join the show. Stay with us, everybody. Hello, race fans. This is Adam Andretti, and you're listening to The Best with Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. The biggest names. Flying Day, head coach of Ohio State, the national championship winning head coach of the Baylor Bears. Scott Drew joins us. The biggest games. This is the biggest game in the history of the Final Four. The biggest moments. Delivered right to you, wherever you are. I can't even wrap my head around. Sirius XM College Sports Radio, Channel 84, and streaming on the SXM app. Included in our trials and popular plans. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores. New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. 
From the high banks of Daytona, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, gal! Woo! Shake and bake! And here on Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everyone, all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. And you're not with the Joes. You only get one tonight. The other one is uh, at Sunset Speedway, spotting for the number 17 primetime Josh Study. They got a 50 lap Pro Late Model special over there tonight. We expect that we'll have some uh, some good updates as the night progresses. But what do you say we get back to the Zoom line right now and welcome in a multiple champion, a multiple winner in his super late model, the iconic number 22 super late model here in the province of Ontario. Iconic name, Glenn Watson joins us on the Zoom line from the 22 shop. What's going on there, Glenn? How are you? Hey, I'm pretty good, Joe. Good to see you. It's been a while. Oh, it's been a long time, brother. Long, long time. Uh, looks like the 22 is in really, really good shape behind you there, uh, and it worked real good last night. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, we're in pretty good shape. Uh, a little touch on the uh, one of the rear quarters there, but uh, that was the worst of it for us. We had a pretty clean night. Uh, started, I think, third on the grid and uh, was able to get up to the front. Uh, you know, relatively quick. Fortunately, there was a restart uh, early in the race, and uh, outside groove worked for me again, and I uh, was able to get the lead and and uh, held it off. Uh, you know, somewhat early in the race. You love that outside line. It doesn't seem to matter. You know, I think back, Glenn, to some of the iconic races that I've seen around the province that you have been in, and I think back to Kawartha Speedway one night. Uh, we were there. You were in the race, high side of the speedway, just flying around that joint. And then it, yeah, I seen you starting to fade back a little bit. You pulled into the pits. I thought, oh, Glenn must have a problem. You come uh-huh. in, and I think you picked up a sneaker. You had a tire going down. You put another one on, had to rejoin at the rear of the field, and it was a great car count that night. And the 22 uh-huh. car went from the back to the front like 10 laps. I couldn't believe it. You're masterful to watch on the speedway, uh, and it sounds like it was another good night. Have you got a lot of races in this year, Glenn, or what's the season been like for you? Uh, I guess we've had uh, five so far. We've lost uh, we lost two to rain, one at Sauble and one at Peterborough. So disappointing to lose those because we run well at both of those tracks. But, you know, we've had some pretty good racing, and uh, I think this is our second win of the season, and and we've had uh, three other winners, uh, so yeah, it's it's been a good season for us and and for the club. From what I've heard from everybody, you know, after the races, that the racing has been really good. And that's uh, what you want. You want to win yeah, your road yeah. there. You want good, clean racing, and you want everybody yeah. to have fun, be competitive, because everybody yeah. wants to win. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, and you know what? We've got some really good racers, some really good talent, uh, young guys. Uh, you know, I've been in. Uh, young guys they've been in racing for a few years now and you know they just i really enjoy racing with these guys uh i I can't say enough about it they're you know respectful uh really good drivers a lot of talent and uh i'm really fortunate to be able to race with them 
Glenn, these cars, these super late models, uh, are a real handful. There is absolutely no way around it. Uh, when you mash the gas, well, you can't. You've got to go on the throttle. You mash the gas, you'll probably twist the thing in, too, because there's so much horsepower and so much grip and everything else. What do they like to drive comparative to, say, an APC late model, a pro late model, that we see maybe more of them and more races of them? Super late models, that uh, they are definitely acquired taste. But I know there isn't a short track fan anywhere that doesn't love watching the Supers go. Yeah, like everybody we talk to just loves the Supers and wish they could see them more. Uh, it, you know, they're, I, I haven't, I guess you called the All-Star days were kind of like a prolate day. Um, these are more of a handful. Uh, uh, if the car's not right, they can be evil. Um, but, uh, you know, when you get them right, you get that sweet spot, man, they are just, they're just a lot of fun to race. They really are. We see like last night you won the 50 laps at Sobel. Most of your races are in that 50 lap zone. I think what the, the Biederman is a 75, if I remember correctly, but we don't see like, I don't know, one fifties or two hundreds with the super late model very often. Is that, uh, is it because a, it's too expensive to run that long, or is it, you know, maybe it, it, it's too hard on the actual car to do that many laps? Yeah, I, I guess it's a number of things. Uh, fuel could be an issue. Uh, we bigger carburetors, more RPM, so you're burning more fuel. So I guess we could all put bigger fuel cells in them. But you know what? Uh, I, I think there's just as good a racing in a 50 lap or a 75 lap feature than there is in a 100 or 150 or 200 lap. Uh, like, just because it's longer, I don't think that makes it a better race. Um, if it's a shorter race, there's a little more urgency. You don't have time to mess around. You can't coast around out there. And, you know, you, you've got to make things happen sometimes uh, in a shorter period of time. So, you know what? I, I think uh, each has their own appeal, I guess. Uh, I think 50 laps is like the least you'd want to go, but a 75 is probably the most. I think I think most of the racing can be done within 75 laps. So I think, you know, for us, I think that's enough. Well, and I'll tell you what, like you say, the urgency, uh, and you can feel it. When you're at the speedway and yep. the super late models are on the racetrack, you know there's going to be big moves from lap mm -hmm. 1 to lap 10. You might yep. see it sort of equalize in the middle part of the race, but be prepared yep. in that last 10 laps. I've seen you go and be hanging back and then say, okay, 10 to go, got to go, and away you go. <laughs> yeah. And plus two with, with the horsepower that we've got, uh, you know, you can tires in 40 laps or 30 laps if you're not careful. Because as you say, it's it's kind of like stepping on a rattlesnake if you're not careful. It's uh, it can It can pick up and go. Oh, guaranteed. Seen you do it many times. Uh, how many races you got left? Uh, we've got uh, one left at Sunset uh, and uh, one left at uh, Flamborough. That's it for our season up here. Depending on how we make out at uh, Sunset, we may take a trip down uh, down to Michigan and run one down there, and uh, we'll have to see how it plays out. we got a little bit of body work to do. We got to change our windows uh, and a pillar on the right side to match their rules. But other than that, we're pretty close. Um, 
We'll have to see how we make out at sunset, though, uh, and kind of play that by ear. Yeah, it's always a great race at Sunset Speedway when you yeah, put super yeah. late models out there. I got a message last week during the show uh, from George Wilson, and he said, hey, we are coming. We'll probably see you at the Flamborough race, and I do believe he said the sunset race. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. We get the, the Steel City Outlaw flying back in. Now, I don't, I don't know if he'll be behind the wheel. Probably Dario, right? Are those guys teamed up? Uh, no, uh, Chase, uh, his son Chase is driving uh, his car. So yeah. I would expect that he'll be in it. Uh, from what I hear, he's, uh, he's been doing a pretty good job up there. He won the, uh, the big Invitational there last weekend. So, you know, he's been having a good year. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a few other guys from up there that quite often come down for the Sunset Show. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. I haven't really heard anything from them up there, so I I don't know if they'll be down or not. And is the Sunset Show, is that Velocity Weekend? That'll be coming yeah, up is. in just a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're there. Uh, typically, in previous years, we've been there on the Sunday. Uh, but they changed it up there this year, and they're basically, I think, running three different shows. And, and I think it's a great idea. It gets everybody in and out in one day. And uh, we're there on the Saturday, so you know we'll come in uh, Saturday and do our show, and then be out of there that night. And then you know whatever they've got scheduled for Sunday, it will come in, and they'll run their full show on Sunday. So I really like that format. I hope it works out well because um, I think it's a good thing for everybody involved. Yeah, and, uh, and we're the same at uh, Flamborough. We're uh, usually. We were there on the Sunday, but we're going to be there on the Saturday for their Saturday or for their first day show. So I, I really like that. It's a one day deal. You're in and out. Uh, you know, you don't need motels for the weekend unless you want them. Uh, so, you know, we're hoping that uh, that, that works out for the tracks really well and for us too yeah and the fall specials that we see at the speedways i know that has always been uh damned if you do damned if you don't sort of thing uh you know guys show up and they're there friday they qualify or practice and then you know they do heat races or what have you on saturday and then the main feature comes up on sunday problem is if you end up getting any kind of weather in there it can yep. really mess everything up, and uh, yep. I agree. That one-show idea, even if, yep. uh, you know, if it's successful, man, you want two shows next year, then we can yeah. race on this day and this day, but they're yeah. separate, That and that's cool. How are you yep. in the points? Is there a point system this year, Glenn? Uh, I was in second up till last night. I think I was four points behind Dario. Uh, he had a little trouble uh, with a spin uh, in the feature, and I'm not sure. I think he. I'm not sure where he finished. So I think that might move me into the lead or tie us for the lead. I'm really not sure, uh, but yeah. So I, I think we might have the lead uh, going into the last two races. Championships are always fun to win, right? Don't matter if you got a hundred oh, yeah. of them or not. Yep, yep. Championships are nice. Race wins are nice too. So we go at each event and do the best we can and hope for the win and or work for the win and. Uh, you know, the rest of the stuff will take, uh, will work itself out. You want to believe it. We're with Glenn yeah. Watson, driver, the number 22 super late model here in Ontario. They got a couple races left, so you still have opportunity to catch these guys. You'll go to Sunset Speedway or good old Flamborough Speedway. Both iconic race tracks for super late models. And uh, just, just, you don't want to miss it. Uh, you want to check these guys out. 
Uh, tell us about sponsorship on that 22. I can only see clots on the front fender from where <laughs> I sit, but uh, how, uh, how we, are you making up? Yeah, we got uh, uh, Zenitech Collision and Barry. Uh, they come on uh, partway through last year. Uh, um, we got uh, Linex and Barry. They, uh, they've been with us for a long time. Uh, National Fleet Care, uh, Rival uh, Signs and Apparel, or sorry, Rival. Redline Signs and Apparel, Rival Off Solutions used to be a sponsor a long time ago. But anyway, yeah, yeah Redline Signs and Apparel, they've, uh, they do an excellent job on the graphics on this car. It, uh, it looks, you know, I think it looks good every race. And uh, so that Top Shops, they supply us with the paint. Uh, Klotz Fuel, uh, Klotz, Sammy at Klotz, he, uh, he looks after us uh, that way. Classic Towing, uh, God, I hope I'm not forgetting anybody. It's a Race 2A and Norcom Supply. But uh, yeah, we, we we're very fortunate to have some great partners, and uh, we do our best to represent them. Same guys on the team that you've had forever, Glenn. Or yet training any new guys, or uh, is the same same formula? I know you guys uh, have great chemistry. Same 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 guys we've always had for well almost twenty years now. So yeah, we're not looking at changing up. Uh, actually, I had a young I, I've heard of a young fellow that wants to come up and talk. They want to get into racing, so we'll. You know, talk to him and see if we can uh, give him some info on how to get going. But no, we we got the same group of guys, and I uh, wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, I guess not. You don't break it if it's not broke, uh, or you don't fix it yeah. if it's not broke. And I'll tell yep. you what, uh, the young guy looking to get in, he ain't going to want to start with that 22, but uh, it'd be kind of <laughs> nice to make that a goal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. Anytime, I, I, you know, we had... Uh, Someone come up to us at Salvo yesterday, saying how how nice the car looked, and uh, and then he come over and chat a little bit later and uh, talked about motors and stuff like that. And you know, I, I love talking to fans about uh, about the cars and racing and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, if in our downtime when we're at the track, I love you know I love it when people come around, like the fans come around and talk uh, talk about the cars, and it's just uh, great to hear their stories, and it's nice to tell our story too. Uh, and you do each time you get behind the wheel of that 22 car. Always love watching you behind the wheel. Congratulations on another win. You got two more opportunities, bud, and you love uh, both of them. Uh, which one are you going to score? Which one are you going to hit pay dirt? Both of them or what? Well, we're going to, I want to win them both. <laughs> I, you know, I, that's, a, that's our goal every time we go to the racetrack. Uh, we, work, uh, we, we work hard. We put the time in. And uh, so, yeah, we're we really want to win the one at Sunset, uh, home track and all. But uh, we want to we want to get one at uh, Flamborough. It's been a couple of years since we've won one there, so we got to uh, we got to do we got to do to to get that one too. <sighs> I'm gonna be at both, bud. I can't wait to catch yeah. up with you. I'll be over to that 22 car. You have a good night. Thanks again for the time tonight on Race Time. Get it ready to go. I, I, I can't wait. Uh, it's going to yeah, be thanks. awesome. Thanks for having us on. I really appreciate it. You want to believe it? That's Glenn Watson, driver, the number 22. You can't miss him when you're at the Speedway. I'll tell you what. That thing is a jet. Uh, there's really good competition in the super late models. Yeah, it's just Sometimes the car count isn't, you know, we're 24 or 26 cars. But that's okay. You never, ever know when you get to a super late model race who and what is going to be in that race. Uh, and trust me, Flamborough Speedway, Sunset Speedway, two iconic racetracks. You can bet they're going to be dynamite shows. Velocity weekend, Saturday night. And then you want to head to Flamborough Speedway and catch them 
uh, before the season ends. Uh, but we're going to hit another quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk OSS, Ontario Sportsman Series, with the driver, the number four. The winner later will be on the show. But we're going to talk to the guy that was running second until disaster broke out. We'll find out exactly what took place with Connor James on the other side of the bricks. Stay with us, everybody. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. Hi, this is Tony Stewart, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. Coast to coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada to Canada Talks. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. Hey everyone, this is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host Kirk Morrison, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Hey everyone, this is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and wherever you get your podcasts. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by... AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Your weekly fix of newsmakers and newsbreakers is found right here. We call it Race Time Radio. With your host, Joe Chisholm. Hi, thank you, Andy, and welcome back, one and all, to Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks, each and every Sunday night from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Canada Talks. Of course, the show also rebroadcast on Rev TV Canada 
every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. We've got to thank uh, all the guys at Rev TV for grabbing race time and getting it out to you right across the country. Uh, it's a busy day. It's been a busy weekend in motorsports uh, here in Canada. Long weekend. It's always a difficult one, right? Uh, we got winners that are coming on. Um, we've got guys that we would have on, but they're traveling right now because the race has ended today. Uh, case in point, uh, Kevin Lacroix was going to join us tonight. He won at CTMP today, got his first win of the year. He's in transit, so he, he can't talk and drive. So we'll get Kevin on next week on the show. But it is difficult when you got guys that are uh, in motion, going to other races, and uh, a lot of guys are racing again tonight at different racetracks. So uh, we're going to do our best to make sure that we get you everybody that we've got on the lineup. And the good news is our next guest is on the Zoom line. His name is that guy right there, Connor James. Uh, he drives to the number four in the Ontario Sportsman Series, and he's a winner. Uh, he didn't win last night, but he is a winner in that series, and Always great to watch that number four car. I don't care if it's uh, OSS or Prolay model or anything that this guy gets into. He puts on a show, I can guarantee it. Let's welcome him aboard. What's going on there tonight, Mr. Connor James? How are you? Hey, hey, Joe. How's it going, man? Doing good, doing good. Uh, well, things were going okay last <laughs> night. You were in second yeah. spot. Uh, first of all, let's talk about qualifying and how that all worked out because uh, – you were right at the front of the field, and these 100-lap races are always dynamite to watch. Yeah, yeah. You know, we uh, we came up Friday, and, and uh, me and my dad, we tested a lot, and uh, we got down to a really good time on our older tires, and, and um, kind of all year, we've been we've been kind of silly with our new tires and wanted to go scuff them a lot. So um, what we did was we actually kind of saved them all, test some old tires, and we picked up a good amount of time in, uh, in our qualifying, and and uh, hit just as fast a time as we did when we put on the pole in the spring race, or as a spring race, but our yeah. first time there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we were happy with that. And that at that time, that was kind of a win for us because we were in a tight points battle with the seventy-one, and and we kind of needed that because Ricky obviously put it second. So um, it was really good to put on the pole, and we had a really good piece. And uh, I mean, the car was fast in the race, just uh, just a bit of an unfortunate event. That's all. I love watching you guys in that series. Uh, it it. To me, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but when you look at the landscape of all the different divisions we have here in Ontario and in Canada, uh, you got to look at what is uh, going to give you the thrill and what is going to be somewhat, I say somewhat affordable, because racing isn't affordable in any fashion, uh, but somewhat affordable. And i I got to say, the Ontario Sportsman Series has always been that kind of series uh, for me as a spectator or broadcaster and watching from the outside. I love the competitiveness of the series, and I love the changeability. Uh, these cars go, and they really go crazy when they uh, go off, uh, when they come on. You get real good diversification, which means you end up getting a good race. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, the car itself, they're essentially they're a nascar pinty's car my car that i've run this year it's, it's still got the djk stamp on the center roll bar it's built in 90, 1996 and um i mean the parts and pieces are a dime a dozen and and the affordability part of the class is i'm gonna say arguably one of the best for v8 cars in canada that's why i want to keep my ass in it right because uh it's it's fun racing and uh i mean we 
we tour the province. Not many tracks get to do that, right? Not many, not many series. And um, I mean, the competitiveness from when I won the championship in 2019 to this year is tightened way up, man. It's it's hard. So I mean, a lot of guys race with a lot of respect, and that's a really good thing. But um, I mean, all in all, it's 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 been a really really good class, and and uh, I've enjoyed it. Um, just uh, just just had some troubles, obviously, and and um, you know, just trying to keep my head high. That's all. Well, and you gotta, Connor. I'm telling you, you're one of those race teams that uh, you're the kind of guy. You, along with a lot of the other guys in the series are what make the series. Uh, if there was no competitiveness, if there was everything that, oh, yeah, you're a buddy of mine, I'm going to let you on <laughs> by, people wouldn't pay to go watch that. I know I wouldn't. Um, and, you know, let's, last night you had good qualifying. Uh, thank God someone in the grandstand was uh, Facebook Live, and I happened <laughs> to be lucky enough to click on it. And uh, I really appreciated it. I couldn't make it to the Speedway. Um, but I wanted to get caught up and find out whenever the OSS is on track, I am searching. If I can't be at the Speedway, I want to find out what's going on because I know it's going to be a good race. And last night was no exception. I'm watching a single view on a Facebook Live, and uh, I'm watching the 71 car last night that was driven by Rick Spencer Walt. Yep. He stepped in for Corey McAllister, which... I believe currently leads the points. Am I right in that? Uh, so we were actually five ahead of them going into last night. And that's why I kind of said the qualifying was almost essentially a win for us because that actually bumped us up one extra point on them. You get bonus points for qualifying. So we want to make sure we kind of max out our points because Corey was lightning fast at sunset. He was able to max out all his points with the qualifying, lead the most laps and win the race. So that was kind of a good step to start the night was putting on the pole. Yeah. So uh, in saying that, uh, the 71 car, uh, I want to say when the action, when I caught it on Facebook, I want to say there was uh, 30 laps complete. There was an extended caution. And uh, I guess from what I can understand, McGlynn blew up. And when he blew up, there was a lot of oil on the racetrack. They put stay dry down. The beach came to the beach. Uh, there was a yeah. lot of stage ride down. I know the fans that were filming it or shooting it uh, were picking the stage ride out of their eyes. I guess the wind was atrocious, <laughs> and there was a lot of stage ride put down uh, to try and sop up all the oil. But uh, mission accomplished. That part gets cleaned up, and the field resumes racing. Uh, I was trying to watch you and the 71 because you were glued together pretty good, and I knew there was going to be a pass here at some point, or at least it kind of looked that way on Facebook. And uh, as we get into the closing laps, the 15 car went around in turn three and four. Um, from what I could see on the video, the four car was ahead of the 15 car. Yet, I guess there was a call, um, <laughs> and you got either black flagged or whatever out of the race, and uh, take it from there. I don't know how you can spin a car out that's behind yeah. you, but you guys are pretty masterful. I don't know. Did you spin yeah. the guy out behind you? I don't know how you could. I, I mean, I thought I was decent at driving, not that good. But it's it's uh, from what I understand, the the black flag simply came from me kind of riding around the next couple laps and having my crew just kind of try to plead my case and 
we knew there was a live stream going on. So we were just trying to beg and see if there was a replay of some sort. But I mean, I, I guess none of the officials really have any of it. So uh, kind of when they, when they said, get off the track or, you know, get out of the car, I just, you know, had enough of it and just left the car there. And I just figured let the track workers earn their keep and take it off for me. <laughs> I just, uh, it was just one of those things. That if you want to talk bad to me on the racetrack, make me look like a fool in front of everybody, play on your hands. The flag man was, and, and you know what? It's, I just wanted to hear it. I, I still haven't heard an explanation and I don't know if I will. I'm not too sure, but I just felt like I kind of did what I needed to do, what was felt right. And, Kind of left it there. Connor, you know how many guys, and uh, you can attest to this, and I know a lot of the viewers that are watching right now that have been at a short track can attest to this as well. There's a, a call happens on the racetrack, be it right, be it wrong, whichever, and the driver gets upset. Now, I've seen yep. guys get upset behind the wheel and drive faster under yellow driving like a madman because they are upset inside that race car. They've been done wrong. Or they exit the racetrack like they're supposed to when they get a black flag, and they proceed to speed through the pits and, yeah. uh, you know, put lives in danger. Connor, you didn't do any of that. You didn't no. do any of that. You simply got out of the car and walked. You didn't yeah. You didn't put anybody in danger. So, um what I'm trying to get at here, from an official standpoint, what have you been charged with? Uh, what is the actual call? Um, as far as I know, nothing. I, uh, when I loaded my race car up last night, my, my dad actually took it home because me and my wife and her family were all still up in Sobel Beach, well, Southampton, actually. We rented Airbnb, had a whole bunch of family come down from North Bay, mm-hmm. wanted to enjoy the weekend, and... Dad took the car home, and as I was leaving the track, I I got a paycheck. I don't I didn't even look at what position it was for, and and uh, I haven't heard nothing else. Um, but you know, kind of going back to what you said about speeding through the pits and everything, that was on my mind. I wasn't gonna go drive like a hothead through the pits and throw a bunch of crap all over the trailer. Nothing. I wasn't gonna do any of that. That's that's childish stuff. I wasn't really wanting to do that. So I figured I whether you think it's mature or not, if, if you want to call me a suck, call me a suck. But you know what? I felt like it was a more mature thing to do, showing my displeasure in a certain way towards either if you want to take it to the track officials or the, the sportsman series officials, whatever you, whatever you may take it as. I just feel like I kind of made my point by doing that and, and kind of kind of left it there. And you didn't hurt anybody by doing it. Do I nope. agree that you should have parked your car on the racetrack, left it there, and walked away? Probably not. Uh, we don't <laughs> see that. It's not a common practice. But I'll tell you what. As a series guy, if I was in that seat, I would definitely be saying, good call, number four. We're going to, I don't know, put some kind of five-minute, you don't get uh, five minutes to practice next time, and don't do it ever again. But yeah. you know what? I actually condone what you did instead of, A, going through the pits or driving on the racetrack erratically where it could have endangered other people. Um, uh, Connor, there's no two ways around it. From what I've seen, you were a, a subject of a bad call prior to the time that you parked the car on the racetrack. In saying all of that, it's kind of a moot point because when you did park, 
the race was ended because they have a curfew at 11 o'clock, yeah. and you guys were right up to the curfew. That ended the race. So uh, another small pet peeve I have is yeah. when you do have a big race like that and, and you do have a curfew, it may be a good idea in the future to look at starting that race earlier and the guys that you do have it coming back tomorrow, put them at the end of the night in case, you know, like it's all hindsight, yep. it's all 2020 when you sit here and look back, but it isn't the first time that this has happened in it, uh, by the look of it, may not be the last, and that's not a good thing, because uh, I, I feel that the fan got robbed of a really, really good finish of what would have taken place, and I might ask, would you have parked your car and got out if you thought the race was going to continue? Quite honestly, Joe, I thought the race was continuing. That was just kind of me showing my displeasure. Um, I wasn't in hindsight, I do feel bad about ruining everybody else's race. You but, didn't. You didn't ruin anybody else's race, pal. And that's the thing, right? I I, I say that, but also at the same time is uh, Ricky was lights out fast. I barely even had anything for him. I, nobody was going to catch him. If anything, a couple, maybe third or fourth places would have swapped spots, right? But and who knows? That could affect points by the end of Delaware, but... Um, Quite honestly, Joe, I, I, I really thought that the race was still going to continue. And then when I got out of the car, I kind of looked up and seen. I'm like, I think we only got a few minutes till curfew. So do what they want with it. If they're going to try to hurry it up, hurry it up. But if I think you were going to try to rush that in, I think there's going to be some, I think some more wrecked race cars. Just, that's how Sable is. It's a tight track. A lot of guys want to try to win in those last few laps knowing. Because in the, in the early race this year, we had the same problem. We saw 30 laps to go. I think there's only 15 minutes left till curfew. Luckily, we got all 30 laps in green on the last, and that was a hell of a race between me and Court. So, um, just kind of looking back on it, I don't feel I did anything wrong personally. I feel what I did was kind of smart. I mean, you know the pits in, in Sauble, they're they're dark. You can't see nothing. So I'm not going to drive through there like a moron. I figured just kind of show my displeasure the way I did and. Uh, kind of leave it at that. And I don't blame you. I really don't. Don't condone it. Don't leave your car on the racetrack. But I'll tell you, you made the smarter choice, uh, and, and you should be complimented for that choice that you did. And uh, you. I, I'll definitely condone it. Um, but uh, at the end of it, you mentioned you got uh, paid for the race, uh, which means that you will have a finishing position, or at least you should have. Uh, the points implications, have they been updated yet? And how is it left? Can you go to Delaware? Are you going to be at Delaware? Um, so I got to pay, yes. Um, points, as far as I know, uh, mathematically, if they gave me last place points, I think there's still a chance I would be in second, maybe third. Um, but as of right now, I've heard nothing points-wise or penalty-wise, not not a thing yet. So, um, And as for Delaware, um, there was a bit of a back and forth between me and the series promoter. Mm -hmm. And um, I was told I'm not allowed there. So I don't know whether uh, if he's going to kind of think about it because last night our driver's meeting. Why would you not be allowed at Delaware because of something that you did at Sobble where you parked your car? I, yeah, I, I, I was told that I, I, I looked like a joke. And uh, I'll just leave it simple. I'm not going to – I have nothing to hide. I got nothing to lose. Um, 
So I got, we got told at the driver's meeting last night, this is the highest car count we've had in two, almost three years, they said. Mm-hmm. And they kind of, they really kind of buried that into us on, you know, have a good race and everything. And, and, um, all the wrecks were unfortunately near the back. Mm-hmm. All the leaders up front raced super clean. And, uh, it, it just, I can't, I think kind of after the officiating and everything, it, it didn't look good. I'm just being honest. It didn't look good. I, Listen, man, I came back to series to have fun. I told you that. I, I wanted to have fun this year. Like I said, keep my ass in a full-size stock car, have some fun, tour the province. It just it didn't look good, and it, it, it wasn't fun. So, like, as I said, for Delaware, like I told you, I, I got told I'm not allowed back. Um, that, that's, so, that, to me, is ridiculous. And we are all about both sides of the story here, so have have no fear I will contact the series and get the series officials on and let them try and explain why you wouldn't be allowed a Delaware speed. I can see if you drove through the pits and you acted like an idiot and almost sure. killed somebody. I would yep. say, hey, Connor James, wrong move. Sit down. You're out for a week or two, you know. Sorry, you're going to miss totally the last agree. race. I call a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. And, Joe, if I went around, no problem. I'm going to the back. I'm an involved car. But the thing is, I barely got even loose. I I, I I don't even know where the heck it came from. My dad sent me a photo today of the car. I got a little tire mark on my quarter panel, was it? Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm just dumbfounded. And penalty-wise, if you're going to penalize the four car, I get it. You want to give them a penalty, you put them to the back of the lead lap cars. Of sure. the lead lap cars. Not of the whole field. <laughs> Not for yeah. not for what I, I I can't see the reasoning behind it, but I'm not the series and you're not. Uh, I watch it and report on it. And you drive in it. And you do a hell of a job, and uh, I, I, the series does a great job too. Uh, I'm going to give them the opportunity to come on, and uh, all I can say on behalf of Race Time Radio, and I can surely imagine I'm speaking for a lot of race fans. We sure hope that you are at Delaware Speedway on September the fifteenth. For championship night, you, my friend, have been in this battle all year, and uh, you deserve to be in this battle. Uh, it would even be kind of cool if you're a couple points shy of that lead. All that's going to yep. do is guarantee there's going to be one whale of a race at Delaware Speedway, and that's what they're known for. Sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I, we'll see what happens, I, um, but, I mean, I guess all I can say is we'll see. Yeah, exactly. We will keep up to date. We'll try and keep everyone up to date. Connor, thanks so much for coming on here. I knew it took guts to do it. I appreciate it, and I know everybody else ex- uh, appreciates the explanation. Yes, thank you, Joe. I love this show, man, and uh, it's a pleasure being on here. You have a good night, uh, and with any luck, we will see you at Delaware Speedway. That is Connor James, driver of the number four in the Ontario Sportsman Series. Uh, you get your money's worth when guys like that show up. It's going to be a good one, September the 15th at Delaware Speedway to wrap up the season. We have to throw it back to Toronto, get you up to date on news and highlights that you may have missed in hour number one. Takes 90 seconds, and then presto. We are back for hour number two, NASCAR Camping World Truck Series winner from Milwaukee, Grant Enfinger, driver of the 23 champion uh, Chevrolet. He's going to join us on the other side of the break. Stay right there. We will be back all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM Channel 167. 
Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to canadiantiremotorsportpark.com. When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows. We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The unprecedented access. Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Chastain did a video game move. Also streaming on the SXM app. I think they're happy down here. We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio with the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167 where Canada talks. And welcome back, one and all, to Race Time Radio. See that news update? That news update didn't hurt a bit, did it? Now, uh, if you're tuned in on Sirius XM, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, but we welcome you, whatever way you're tuned in, uh, to all the viewers on Rev TV Canada. Welcome aboard. Man, it was a busy weekend right across the country. Currently, right now, as we speak here on Sunday night at 6.01 p.m. Eastern Time, we're about a half hour away from the green flag coming out in the 250 at Speedway 660 for the Pro Stock Cars. They are the pro late models, super late models uh, that are on the east coast of Canada. They have got a tremendous field of cars, including Stuart Friesen that we see in the Camping World Truck Series. He is north of the border. He's back into home soil, if you will, out in New Brunswick at Speedway 660. He will be in that 250. And you can watch all of it on Flow Racing. It is going to be broadcast live on Flow Racing uh, as they've been broadcasting the full weekend. I know we heard from uh, Brent Roy just last week talking about the big 250 weekend. Well, it's here and it's now. Uh, and it will be all available on Flow Racing. Uh, those, uh, the green flag goes in the air in about a half hour at that particular speedway. Uh, we intended on having the winner of the 250 on with us live tonight. Of course, we couldn't do that because the race hasn't even started yet. Uh, we got to congratulate Ashton Tucker. He went to victory lane in the 150 there last night. The sportsman race sounds like that was an incredible show. Uh, I was going to reach out to Ashton, get him on the show. Ashton will be driving the number two in the 250. So, of course, he wouldn't be available to join the show. Uh, we can do that, of course, next week. Uh, today was a busy day at CTMP. It was the final kick at the can, if you will, for the NASCAR Pinty Series on road courses. Uh, and it was uh, it did not disappoint. I'll tell you, it was quite a day at CTMP. Uh, it'll come up for re-air on TSN a week from now. You'll want to circle that on the ca- calendar uh, so that you can watch that race. It's gonna. It, it's got every twist and turn uh, that that beautiful speedway can throw at you. Uh, it definitely has all of it in that race. If you happen to have missed it earlier today, uh, it's the seventy. Oh, spoiler alert: it, the seventy-four of Kevin Lacroix 
got his first win of 2023. That almost sounds foreign to me with the success that Kevin and Donnie Thompson and that whole group has put together and on the racetrack for a number of years. Uh, They're such a strong team. And for them to not have a win until now, uh, it's just about unheard of. But uh, Kevin Lacroix got the job done today. Alex Tagliani, love tags in the 18, uh, St. Hubert, uh, Quickwick. Uh, he's got a whole list of sponsors. Tags does a great job. He, of course, won the Toronto Indy. Um, he was looking pretty good in this race. Uh, I want to say there was like 14, maybe 16 laps to go. Uh, Andrew Ranger, Alex Tagliani. Uh, we're right up front, one-two. Uh, Ranger led for quite a bit, uh, like, like a few laps. I shouldn't say quite a bit. Led for a few laps. And um, uh, lo and behold, Tags got around him. And shortly after Tagliani got around him for the lead, uh, uh, it looked like Andrew was going to do a crossover move and try and get him back. And the engine let go in the 27 car. It was a big fireball. Andrew's okay. Uh, but it was, uh, you know, a fair-sized fireball, and away goes Andrew twirling, and uh, it, he didn't wreck the car, but it, definitely the engine expired, and uh, that ended his day. Uh, there was a lot, a lot in this race. Uh, um, Clute did an amazing job. Gary Clute in the 59 car, uh, he was poised and looking like he was going to have a really good day as well, um, and, and it didn't turn out so well. He ended up... Uh, getting into the oil that Andrew let go uh, when the engine expired and uh, the 59 car uh, got significant damage there. Uh, uh, Dexter Stacy was another one that uh, exited the race early. I don't know whether it was motor or transmission trouble with Dex's car, um, but there was, uh, there, there was a lot of really good runs by a lot of really good teams uh, in this race. So you don't want to miss it when it comes up on TSN in uh, like a week's time uh and don't forget it is going to be the fall brawl weekend at uh delaware speedway you do not want to miss that weekend uh next weekend i want to say they've got super stock or no no here, hang on a second here i'm going to pull this up and have a look at it uh september the 8th yeah super stocks uh v8 stocks and bone stocks will be at delaware speedway next friday night Uh, I don't know whether you've witnessed anything from Delaware Speedway on a Friday night basis. Uh, If you haven't, trust me, you want to check it out. They are running somewhere around 50, 55 bone stock cars. It's amazing to see how many cars they get out there. Their B feature uh, is is bigger than most tracks are running for a main feature. Um, And it's really, really good tight racing in that. Uh, A lot of respect for those guys. Uh, They're doing a whale of a job. Uh, The V8 stocks, again, that is another one of the classes. Uh, There's only three classes that I know of in Canada that are running against the clock. Uh, It's the Combined Fours in the United States at Sauvel and the V8 stocks at Delaware Speedway. And it's where the car, um, uh, to to try and uh, keep costs contained, uh, put more cars on the racetrack that may not be on the racetrack, uh, trying to keep it affordable. Uh, it, it's a class that uh, instead of having a tech guy in the rule book that you got to follow, uh, it, it's a class where you're going to go up and they chart a time. They put a time down. It's like bracket racing that you see in drag racing. There is a time that uh, guys are up against. 
And if you break that time, then there's a penalty. At Delaware Speedway, if you break the time, you've got to come down pit road, stop, and then you go again. At Sobel Speedway, they've got a, a penalty of you've got to let three cars go by. Uh, you've got to drop down, let three cars go by, and then you can get back into the race. Uh, so there's different ways of doing it, um, uh, some more effective than the others. And the secret to the, to, to the recipe, I guess you would say, is having the correct time. Um, I, I do believe at Delaware Speedway, uh, they've got it. They've nailed it because the car count is increasing. It hasn't stayed the same. I want to say there was 15 cars in the race there on Friday night. I didn't see it. Uh, it's one of the first Friday nights that I missed this year. Um, but it, take it in. It, Dynamite Racing, uh, the pro-late models were also at, uh, uh, at Delaware Speedway on Friday night. Uh, Ronnie Beauchamp, uh, haven't heard Ron's name in Victory Lane in a long time. He won on Friday night. Uh, and great to see. I used to love watching him in the NASCAR Canadian Tire Series. Uh, he was the 60 Mopar car. And Ronnie, just dynamite. Well, the whole family, right? Um, and to see him back in Victory Lane at Delaware Speedway, congratulations to Ronnie Beauchamp and all those guys. There was a major wreck on Friday night. You may want to go back. You can watch that race. Uh, it's on Roger's YouTube channel. Uh, just go into the search on YouTube, type in Delaware Speedway, and go back to last Friday night and click on it. Watch that. Uh, the 18-car Freel, I don't know what happened to that car. Something definitely happened where he lost brakes or the throttle hung or something like that. He went right up and over top of Connor Pertigo in the 19 car and all kinds of damage. It wasn't done there. He continued on and uh, no control over the race car, right? Uh, and it went into the fence and then climbed the wall, come back down, and uh, I just felt bad for Friel and uh, for all involved. But you know what? It happens in racing. To this day, I don't know what happened to do that, uh, but whatever it was, uh, you, you can bet the officials at Delaware Speedway and the teams will be taking note so that that doesn't happen anymore. It was a real scary situation uh, for all of those guys. But uh, uh, at Delaware Speedway, Friday nights, uh, they're, they're up this Friday night, and then uh, coming up on the 15th, it is the Ontario Sportsman Series, the OSS. It's their championship night, along with the championships for all the divisions that run at Delaware Speedway. Uh, and that comes up on September the 15th weekend. And then right after that, it is September the 22nd, the great Canadian race weekend. Uh, and that definitely is a weekend that you do not want to miss. Uh, I don't care where you are. Oh, even Amber Balkan is coming in. I believe she's going to be in uh, one of Mike Hereniak's cars. So it would be kind of nice to see Amber Balkan back here in the OSS. Uh, she's going to be, uh, I, I believe, in the OSS race. And I want to say I've seen somewhere that she will be piloting one of DJ Kennington's cars in the NASCAR Pinty Series. So the Fall Brawl weekend uh, is going to be right off the hook. And uh, we got more on that, along with the contest that Quick Quick Fire Starters has got up right now. Uh, you want to get to their site and check it out. Um, it's a great contest where they're going to offer up four VIP tickets for the full weekend, including everything 
your admission, your parking, your you name it, food, uh, beverages, uh, and you're going to get a meet and greet with the drivers of the Quick Quick team. So that's Alex Tagliani. Uh, that is Trayton Labsevich. You'll get up and close with these drivers, the 22 of Kyle Steckley. He's also one of the Quick Quick drivers that you'll get a chance to meet and greet with. Um, it, it's a tremendous contest, and it's real simple to enter. doesn't cost you anything. Get to their site. There is a hashtag uh, that you're going to have to put, and you're going to have to share it on social media. Uh, you do that, you'll be entered into the contest. And I know Dave Lloyd from QuickWick was going to join us tonight, and he had trouble at the plan. So uh, he had to stay back and consequently can't join us. Uh, but I do believe Sue has the poster up uh, on the screen. You can have a look at that. Uh, it's going to be a dynamite contest. I do believe they're going to draw it sometime this week. Uh, so you'll want to get entered in as soon as you possibly can so that, you know, you can get in there and hopefully you win that contest. Uh, that would be real cool. Uh, I'd love to win it. Uh, trust me. Quick Week doesn't do anything on a, uh, on a reserve basis. Dave Lloyd and his team, when they put a contest out and you win, you are genuinely going to win something very cool. Um, and, and it's going to be a great weekend at Delaware Speedway, the great Canadian weekend, the fall brawl. Uh, you've got the APC series going to cap off and crown a champion. Uh, you've got uh, you know, our, our own national tour, the NASCAR Pindy series, going to crown a champion at Delaware Speedway on that big, beautiful half-mile speedway. Uh, it'll be second to none, I can guarantee you that. We're going to hit a quick break. Uh, I do believe we've got Grant Enfinger going to show up here uh, very shortly, and we'll talk to him about the win at the Milwaukee Mile, and we'll talk to him about the playoffs. Of course, he is one of the truck drivers in the playoffs, and uh, I can well imagine he is going to be one tough customer to beat this time around. Uh, Grant Enfinger driven. He wants that championship. And uh, we'll talk to him about all of that uh, when we get back. Stay with us all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks, Race Time Radio. We'll be back. Hey, race fans, this is Oscar driver George Wilson, number 77. You're listening to Race Time Radio. Race Time Radio. We'll be back in a minute. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. Did you know you can get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't believe it! Every game, all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard. With your hometown announcers just Just a tap tap away. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. It is gone! An incredible finish! And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when you listen to sports on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. What is Sirius XM NASCAR Radio? Tyler Reddy will go to Victory Lane at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You just won at Indy. Down here in Victory Lane, let me ask the fans. 
is on. Joe Elegano will set his sights on the championship. Two times, baby. Things. He shot him up the right track. Back up on the throttle as he heads to victory. <laughs> NASCAR. Oh, he loses it. He crashes. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90. Also streaming on the SXM app. Oh, hell yeah. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, Nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. Welcome back, everyone, to Race Time Radio. Uh, we're working on grabbing Grand Endfinger. Uh, of course, we do all of our interviews now on Zoom, right? Uh, and I just got a message from Grant. Hey, you still calling me? Well, I've been waiting for him to dial in on Zoom, so I fired him off the link again, and uh, I can uh, hope that Grant is going to pop on. Uh, but there is a lot of racing that we still will be previewing here on the channel of course, Junior, not in the studio tonight. He had a busy day at CTMP, spotting, of course, for Andrew Ranger. And then soon as Andrew fell out of that race, uh, Junior put the radio back in the hauler and jumped into the car and turned and burned and on his way to Sunset Speedway. They got a big night tonight. So if you're out over in the Barry area and you want to pick up a night of racing, tell you what you can't beat it sunset speedway's got a lot of stuff happening there tonight a lot of great races pro late models on the schedule they're going to do 50 laps and junior is over there going to spot for the 17 car of josh Stoddy. um he's been really lighting it up changed from the ford engine that he had in the car uh he went to a chevrolet uh and it makes a difference uh, I don't know whether it's a weight difference, uh, a weight balance, or uh, I do believe with the Ford engines, uh, they have a tick more horsepower, so they get uh, a weight penalty to them. And uh, the weight penalty, depending on the car configuration that you got, can hurt some guys more than it hurts other guys. And it was hurting Josh Stoddy just enough. He was a top five car, uh, but he just couldn't really break in and uh, get into victory lane. Um, he'd have like three or four guys that could top him each and every night. So uh, the team went to the hip, and they changed their motor program and went with a Chevrolet. And uh, as soon as they did that, of course, there has to be an adjustment period where the guys got it because it changes everything. You, as soon as you change the weight in a race car, it really changes the game. And uh, they, they switched over to Chevrolet. And uh, went to the research and development part, did a bunch of testing. And I'll tell you what, it's made a big difference in that 17-car program. Uh, he is now uh, one of those contenders to win the race. Uh, same cast of characters that he's got a race against, like the 84 J.R. Fitzpatrick and, uh, you know, Danny Benedict in the 54 car. And, oh, the list is long of uh, com- com- competitors that can potentially win the race. 
But now you can add the 17 cars name in there of Josh Study as one of those potential guys who win in the race. Um, he, he is very competitive now with the Chevrolet under the hood. Um, it, and it's going to be interesting. But that's where Junior is tonight over at Sunset Speedway. Um, and I, I got to tell you, uh, get to your local racetrack. We're into September now, right? We haven't got really that many more weekends and uh, we're going to be, you know, uh, looking in the rearview mirror at 2023. I can tell you at Flamborough Speedway Championship Night, uh, I want to say September 16th, 17th, uh, in that in that range, uh, Race Time Radio is going to be at Flamborough Speedway and carry Championship Night. Uh, we'll have it all live for you on Race Time Radio. Uh, not visually, the audio stream, of course. And uh, we look forward to that. But... Uh, Flamborough Speedway has still got a number of events. They will be the last track to shut the lights out, close the door for 2023. Uh, Frostoberfest, uh, London Recreational, Mike Schmidt, uh, he has, uh, that, that was his brainchild that came up with Frostoberfest. And uh, it, it's been developed over the years and it's turned into uh, an iconic race event weekend where, you know, they got racing on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I do believe. And it'll happen again this year. Um, so if you're putting events on your calendar to hit up, uh, Frostoberfest is definitely one at Flamborough Speedway that you want to check out. And uh, it, it's the uh, the end of the year where, you know, a lot of the other racetracks are closed down by then. So the car counts they'll usually go right through the ceiling. The payouts are all high dollar. And, uh, you know, the guys are at the end of the year. They don't need the car tomorrow sort of uh, uh, outlook on things. So the racing that you can get is right off the hook. Uh, don't forget about the 30th annual uh, Autumn Colors Classic Weekend at Peterborough Speedway. That's all still to come. I want to say that is on Thanksgiving weekend. And uh, it, it always proves to be an incredible show. Uh, uh, car numbers. In the hundreds, not in the tens, uh, there'll be uh, well over 100 race cars, uh, probably heading into the 200 zone. I've seen it at uh, Autumn Colors Classic Weekend where uh, not only is the full pit area full, uh, but there's an area out behind Tech Lane, uh, out behind the Tech Garage, and it is a, uh, I don't know how many acres that field would be, but Dude, they jam them in there. Uh, we got race cars from wall to wall, and that is always a huge, huge weekend at Peterborough Speedway. Camping, I'm not sure if camping is still available. I know a lot of people are repeat. Uh, they come in year after year, and they book their site right away, uh, which is always a good thing to do uh, because the camping does fill up. And once, once it's full, then, you know, what, what do you do? Uh, if you want to go to the event and you're going to stay the weekend and you're going to want to take in all those different events, uh, then you're going to, you know, definitely going to want to hang out and, uh, and, and take part in it. And the Autumn Colors Classic Weekend is always a great one. Uh, you don't want to miss it. But uh, I'm going to take us to the Zoom line now. And uh, we have got the magic man himself. He won at the Milwaukee Mile. He drives the number 23 champion chevrolet champion power equipment chevrolet it's a good friend of race time it is mr grand and finger what's going on there mr grand how are you 
I'm doing great, Joe. It's good to see you. Good seeing you, too. You uh, had a weekend off, did you, or did you? Yeah, we did. We did. So uh, it, it was a little bit nice. So I uh, had had a low-key weekend with the family and, um, you know, able to uh, enjoy last week's uh, win even, even longer, I guess. <laughs> and that was quite a win, Grant. I watched that day. Of course, you ran the ARCA race first. Um, and you ended up, I believe, with a fourth place finish there. Maybe it was fifth, but I, th- I want to say fourth in the 97 car. And then, uh, man, you didn't have much turnaround time. You had to get out of that car, get a quick drink, and eat a banana, and then jump into your truck where you went on to victory. Uh, that was quite a day for you last weekend. Yeah, no, it was. It was a lot of fun. It was my first time being there at the Milwaukee Mile, and I'm fortunate uh, that my friend Cody Robal let me uh, drive his ARCA car beforehand. That was uh, something I I asked him to do uh, because we knew that that truck race was going to be very important to our our playoff and our championship hopes. Um, So I appreciate him allowing me to do that and feel like uh, I learned a a lot along the way. We ended up fifth there, Um, just got tight on a long run there but um those guys have some good equipment and, and hopefully we gave them uh, a good di- direction of uh of where to go forward and um and yeah I, our our champion power equipment chevy i i feel like we were decent on saturday during practice i didn't i didn't think we were the class of the field or anything like that um i thought we were decent though but uh but jeff hensley went to work and he, he made it the class of the field i i feel like on sunday and and able to to sit on the pole and and uh, lead a bunch of laps and, and end up uh, having to come from, from the middle of the pack, I guess, uh, there, there towards the end and, and able to, to drive our way through the front. So it's, uh, as a driver, that's the kind of truck you always want. Um, and, and as a team, that's always what we, what we strive to, to do each and every week. Um, but when you do have it, you want to be able to take advantage of it. And uh, very, very thankful that, that we're able to do that. And that you did, Grant. You took full advantage of it. That racetrack, the Milwaukee Mile, iconic. But, man, you know, uh, watching two races, the ARCA race and then the truck race, I looked at it and I went, man, this is a really, really tough track to get a handle on. Uh, There was a number of trucks, a number of cars that were not out by a little bit. They were out by a country mile, it seemed. Yeah, it's definitely a tough place. And I, I feel like for 20 or 30 laps, you could take an eel handling truck and, and they could crutch it for a little bit. But uh, we had a couple of long green flag runs and then uh, the oil handling trucks really, really showed up at that point. So, um, you know, I feel like at, at the end of that first stage, I passed some guys that were really, really struggling. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think Milwaukee has a little bit of everything. It's a mile long, so it's got some speed to it, but the corners are absolutely flat. So uh, you fight the free end, you fight the tight in the center, the, the, the corners go on forever and ever. Um, it's strange to me that we weren't racing the, all the way bottom, um, but it was it was enjoyable because the track widened out. So um, after you had some wear on your tires, you could run the bottom. I feel like there was a little less grip down there, but, but obviously it's the shortest way around the track. Um, and then we were able to work all the way up into the fourth groove. So um, I feel like Goodyear brought a good tire. It had enough tire fall off it it uh it it really the track widened out i I felt like it put on a really really good show yeah well it's walmart parking lot flat in those turns i I didn't know how it was going to turn out we had a racetrack up here in canada called saint astache it was a short track and it was like that uh it was like they took a parking lot and drew a circle around it and said okay boys there's the racetrack and I went and seen a number of NASCAR Canadian Tire Series races back in the day at St. Eustache. And 
man, were they entertaining. Uh, you know, guys really struggled. Anybody that was on their game was really on their game. But, man, if you were off, you, you were in for a long day. But, uh, Grant, it all worked out. You've had, uh, when you stand here and look back in the rearview mirror at 2023 so far, you've had good success this year and really turned a corner, I would say. Yeah, I think overall the, the biggest takeaway from, from us at GMS Racing this year in 2023 from where we were last year in 2022 is speed. Uh, we've had really good speed in our champion power equipment Chevys all year long. I feel like each and every week that we go to the track, if we hit it, I feel like we we can be in contention and can win. Now, I will say overall, I feel like we still – you know, haven't executed to our potential um, a few times. I think there's there's still a couple areas that we're a little sloppy in. Um, but overall, like Jeff Hensley has been on it. He has been giving me really, really good trucks to drive. And uh, and I feel like as a whole, as if our team hits everything just right, we can we can win. So we've got three wins this year. Um, hopefully, we can squeak out another couple of three by by the time everything's said and done. Uh, we got five more opportunities. Our next shot is is at Kansas next week. That's the end of the first round of the playoffs. So we're we're more or less playing with house money next week. I, I feel like um, we've got we've got playoff points to gain, but we really don't have that much to lose. So um, whether we finish second or thirty sixth, it it all kind of pays the same to us unless we can get some of those all important important uh, playoff points. But uh, but just uh, overall, been it's been a good year. Um, but the biggest thing is is GMS fabrication and GMS racing has given us really good and fast tracks to to go to fast trucks to go to the track with. We're with Grant Enfinger. You know him from the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, winner at Milwaukee. He's won three this year. Been tearing it up, of course, in the playoffs. Uh, there's nothing like playoff competition in NASCAR, and uh, definitely the trucks light the lamp each and every time. They're going to head off to Kansas Speedway. Another good track for Grant. Have you won at Kansas before? We did earlier this year, but historically that's been a good track for, for myself and Jeff. Jeff, um, I feel like for four or five years, I, I feel like we've we've got a lot of top threes, top fives, and uh, we got that, that uh, elusive win earlier this year. So, um, honestly, the, the truck we had at Kansas earlier this year was was very similar to, to the truck that we had at Milwaukee this year as far as Jeff just – hit the setup um, perfect and and uh, able to, to really drive from the back to the front. So hopefully we can duplicate that success. We're, we're taking the same truck that we had there earlier uh, this spring, and and hopefully we can come back with a, with the same result. But um, I know all our competitors are, are working really hard as well, but I just can't say enough and can't say how proud of, of – I am of, of our guys on our 23 truck. They have, they have put in some hours over the last two years and, and, uh, hopefully we can, uh, we can pay them off at the end of this with, with a championship. Hey, guys don't mind working in the shop. Uh, they actually love it when the driver behind the wheel is part of the team. And, uh, it, Grant, you've always been that guy that has worked really well with the team. And, uh, you guys do work as a unit. Not always do you see that in NASCAR. Sometimes you get just the driver that arrives with the helmet and says, Oh, the car's off. And he, pretty well implying that the team didn't do their job. That's never been you. You've always been a team player. And I bet the team loves it when you get behind the wheel and you guys have success. But just like everything, Grant, uh, I know last year when you and I were talking, uh, I said, man, isn't it so cool 
that you have a deal all laid out for next year. Everything is great. You're going to fly along, which, you know, you, you didn't have that luxury when, you know, you were coming out of Thor Sport and, uh, you know, coming off a winning formula and things just sort of fell apart. Um, and then for everything to transpire and be all good for 2023, I thought, finally, Grand Enfinger is getting exactly what he has earned. And then I see a release just a couple of weeks ago that GMS is going to be uh, folding up. And I'm going, what? This can't happen. Grant, what's going to happen? And uh, no better person to ask than Grant Enfinger. How are the perspectives looking for 2024? You're nowhere close to being retired, my friend. Uh, you got many, many more races left inside you and a lot more wins and championships. Is there a plan going ahead or are you guys just focused in on capping 2023? I know how bad you want that championship. You're an ARCA champion. You want that Truck Series championship. I know it. Absolutely. That's uh, that, that's our, our focus right now. And, and Jeff Hensley has done a great job of, of leading our team. And for the last few months when, when noise has been going on and, and there's always distractions in racing, right? Uh, but obviously there, there's been rumors going around about the shop and stuff like that. So, so yeah, I, a couple of weeks ago, we got some clarity and, and yeah, GMS racing is going to be ceasing operations at the end of the year. Um, but I feel like they, they've handled it in a, in a, in a good way. And, and uh, we all have a job till December 1st. And, uh, and the guys are getting taken care of a, a little while after that. So um, I feel like they, they've handled that, that that situation as good as you possibly could. It's obviously unfortunate. We uh, we, we want to stay together and, and stay winning races and, and uh, keep our group together. But um, there's talks going on for sure. Uh, I've had five or six teams reach out to me. Um, really don't know, uh, you know, that the exact direction it's going to go at this point. Um, there, there's been so many um situations that, that i've been blessed to be a part of and and honestly this is is one of the best ones i've ever had and and this is our our best situation that, that myself and jeff has been together with uh for a championship and and that's what we're focused on i, I do feel like something will happen in the next three or four weeks but but i'm kind of letting that go on behind the scenes and, and i have a friend of mine john loper that, that helps me with with that stuff and we got we have have people that kind of handle some of that stuff and, and obviously i'm involved but my focus is is this championship and, and these races coming up. So, um, you know, it's it's unfortunate, but at the same time, um, I, I feel like there's a, enough stuff being talked about that that I'll be with a, another good team and and uh, be able to to continue racing for a living and and racing for championships and, and wins for for years to come. Well, I can guarantee you're going to be doing that. Uh, it, 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 there isn't a race team out there that doesn't really want a really good driver. Uh, and if uh, in this game, how many times have we seen this, Grant? Uh, you know, I think a Tom Deloche and uh, yeah, yeah, Red Horse Racing was another one. They had winning formula. Kevin Harvick, he had his truck teams and uh, you know, they're winning championships in racing. And then all of a sudden, Kevin says, OK, that's it. Uh, we, we've got to change. And it happens in this sport. But uh, if there's one thing that I know about Grant, and I do know you fairly well, my friend. You will keep your eye on the ball. Next year is next year. we got to finish this year, and let's seize the opportunity that we got in front of us. And GMS is that professional team. They're not taking their eye off the ball either. They want the title, right? Absolutely. So uh, Mike Beam and, and really all the leadership there at GMS Racing, that's never been in question. That from a competition standpoint, 
those guys want to win. We want to win as a group. Um, uh, GMS Fabrication built us a brand new truck for Milwaukee. That was a brand new truck that we, we really unleashed three or four days after they announced we were shutting down. So at the end of the day, everybody involved with this GMS racing organization wants to win. Um, they're not going to be dialing us back because it, it ends in, in a couple months. So, um, you know, I feel, I feel like this is still just an incredible opportunity, um, that we have in front of us and, and we're going to try to take advantage of it. You, I guarantee we'll do that. And the fans will win each and every time. Grant, I've asked you enough about work. Let's talk about some pleasure. Have you caught any good fish? I know you love hitting the uh, cricks every now and then. Have you caught any or what? All right, so I've been fishing uh, one time, I feel like, in, in the past six months or so, and, and uh, that was back home in Alabama a few weeks ago, uh, able to, to, to catch a, a few brim and a catfish there in, in, a, in a river uh, near, near my parents' house. So um, hopefully I do that a little bit more, and hopefully I can take my son out there and, and do that in, in a few weeks there before Talladega. Um, but I haven't, haven't done that enough. Um, but overall, just still, life is good. Um, we've, we've got another baby on the way due, due in, uh, November and, um, just family's doing great. And, and, uh, we're, uh, we're able to, to keep continuing this, uh, this racing dream and, and, uh, and, and yeah, just overall, life, life is good. Well, I think of you this weekend every year. Of course, uh, this was the, uh, Silverado 250 weekend at CTMP where the trucks would come in for their yearly visit. Until COVID ended up screwing all of that up. But I know Grant would come to this side of the border and he'd be looking for a little spot to uh, throw a lure in and see if he could catch something. I just about had him one time talked into coming up to my place and I'll show him what a bass looks like. They always catch those little things down there in the U.S. I'd show him some of our good old Canadian bass. But uh, Grant, we're still going to do that one day. We need that truck race back on the schedule or... Either that or you got to get in an Xfinity ride because hopefully we can get one of those at CTMP, too. It would be worthy of it. Yeah, I'm hearing it's possible we, we might make our way north of the border again. So uh, hopefully hopefully it'll be next year. Um, the schedule hasn't been released yet, but it would not surprise me entirely if uh, if we went back there. That that was always such a great race. Um, the fans came out in uh, in droves. I feel like it was a very well-supported race, and, and yeah, the whole COVID years got everything messed up, but now it's time to get back up there. You want to believe it. Final non-race-related question. How's my pig, Wilbur? Wilbur's doing excellent. He's uh, he uh, he's about over the hot weather. It's been a pretty hot summer here in, in the Carolinas, um, but he's got a little shade. Uh, we've had him some mud out there. <laughs> So uh, life isn't too bad for Wilbur either, I don't think. Uh, too funny. Grand end finger in his dog. I thought it would be a dog, right? I got a dog, Wilbur. He's laying over there on the floor. Not grand end finger. He's, it's a pig. It's a pig, but it's a, it's a, it's a real friend. And uh, I've seen him one time. Uh, love watching grand end finger on social media. I suggest you follow him if you don't. Uh, Grant was filling up his truck one time at a service station at home in uh, Charlotte, and uh, I looked at the photo, and I, well, he had the pig in the truck with him. Uh, only you, Grand Anfinger, could get away with that, buddy. <laughs> oh, oh Wilbur's turned into a, to a good boy. He was, uh, he was a stray, so uh, not a lot of people have, have stray pigs around them, but we're, we're, we're a little bit in the country where we're, we're at, at in uh, Kannapolis, North Carolina. Well, you do a dynamite job, buddy, behind the wheel and outside the truck all the way around uh 
much continued success, and now we're going to have our eyes firmly planted on the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series and the number 23. Uh, it's got to be. Uh, this could be your year, Grand Enfinger. I got a sneaky suspicion uh, you're going to do everything in your power to go out there and get that championship, and then we're going to party. Absolutely. So we appreciate you, Joe, and appreciate all our fans north of the border. And uh, like I said, hopefully we can get back up there and race again next year. You want to believe it. Thanks for the time tonight, bud. Have a good one. Say hi to the uh, missus. And hey, it won't be long, and you'll be dad, too. Will do. Thank you. You betcha. Grant Enfinger, driver of the 23, uh, the champion equipment. Uh, Chevrolet. I- incredible to watch this man uh, in his truck. Uh, I've said for years that Grant Enfinger is the guy that should be. He should be in the Cup Series, man. I'll tell you, he has got that much talent that he could go through and uh, pretty well drive whatever. Uh, he is that talented of a guy. And you won't find anybody more personable. If you're heading to one of the races, look Grant up. Get an autograph. Uh, he'll chat with you. Uh, I've known him for years, and uh, there's one thing that has never changed, and that is Grand Enfinger. He is the nicest guy you'd ever want to meet, and what a wicked race car driver. Uh, The guy can get it done. We're going to hit our final break, and then hopefully we're going to get off to Sunset Speedway and welcome in Rick Spencer-Walt. He went to victory last night in the 100 laps at Sobel in the OSS Series, driving the 71 for Corey McAllister. He, tonight, is at Sunset Speedway, getting ready to climb into his pro-late model if he hasn't done so already. And uh, he's going to join us here live, hopefully, on the other side of the break. Stay with us, everybody. We'll be right back. Oui, bonjour, Bruno Gaillette, gazman de la voiture numéro 27. Vous écoutez Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. To Canada Talks. Hey everyone, this is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, Fort Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Andy Gadish, Nova Scotia.
If you're looking for miles per gallon, you're definitely at the wrong place. Maybe a few channels up or a few channels down, you'll find it. But this is Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167. Canada Talks. And now, back with your host, Joe Chisholm. And welcome back, one and all, all live tonight on Sirius XM, Channel 167 Canada Talks. And you might be tuned in throughout the course of the week on the PerformanceMotorsportNetwork.com. Down south of the border, uh, Steele and all of his guys uh, do a great job, and uh, we've been partners for a long time. We're, we're talking over 10 years, easily, uh, where they take Race Time Radio and they put it back out uh, three or four times throughout the course of the week on the PerformanceMotorsportNetwork.com. they got some great programming on there. Of course, all gearhead like we are. Uh, so check them out. Uh, and we want to thank them. And, of course, Rev TV Canada, uh, the programming on this channel has come so far. Uh, Mike Garrow and uh, Eddie and everybody at Rev TV Canada has got to be so proud of what they've been doing and uh, what they've really done for our sport, uh, especially here in Canada, right? Uh, it wasn't too long ago that the only content that you would see on television would be, uh, you know, what, what TSN would have on uh, the NASCAR Canadian Tire Series, NASCAR Penny Series, um, would come up a week after the race had, you know, ran. Uh, that was a few years ago. That was pretty well it. Uh, and then, you know, Rev TV Canada comes along, and, uh, you know, you've got great uh, producers out there like uh, GeForce Television. Uh, if you haven't checked out GeForce TV, you got to check them out. Um, short track fans here in Ontario know all about G-Force, but, uh, you know, to get the wings out there a little bit further, a lot of their programming now is appearing on Rev TV Canada. Uh, so you can catch the APC races and you can catch a lot of, uh, dirt races and stuff that, uh, Rev TV Canada, or pardon me, that G-Force TV has been doing. Uh, they do it all live. Uh, and, and it's great for the race fan. If you can't make it to the racetrack, of course, that's the best way to check a race out, as you know. Uh, but if you can't, it's kind of nice when you can tune in and you can do it live. Um, and they're doing it. Uh, there's uh, a lot of different streaming companies throughout the course uh, of, you know, Canada. Uh, G-Force has really nailed it. Uh, their shows are very, very watchable. Uh, a lot of graphics. Uh, it, it's nice when you know how many laps are left in the race. Uh, and not all of them uh, do that, right? Like there's, uh, it takes a lot. It, it takes an army of people uh, to make that a quality broadcast. And that's what those guys are doing. And we're fortunate enough to be seeing that on uh, Rev TV Canada. Uh, speaking of that, the 250 out at Speedway 660. The green flag came out, I do believe, about 20 minutes ago in the 250. It's an iconic race um, at Speedway 660. When you're on the east coast of Canada, every one of those maritime pro late model teams, they're called pro stock out there, every one of those teams would love to win the triple. And it's the three 250s. Uh, that are the toughest races to win. Of course, this 250 that's happening today at Speedway 660, 
Then you wheel in the IWK 250 at Riverside International Speedway. And then the Summer Clash at uh, Scotia Speed World is the other iconic 250. And if you can win the three of them, uh, that's what, uh, after everybody gets the one win, well, the other two, they got to win the other two and hopefully try and put the three together. Uh, and I'll tell you, it's really, really tough to do. Um, uh, but that is, that's how iconic these races are. Uh, and it's definitely a big one. You can watch it right now, live on Flow Racing, and uh, you, you can watch live coverage. And that's where I'm going to be after this show is over. I can guarantee you I'm going to be on Flow Racing and checking it out. Uh, Stuart Friesen is in that race. Of course, NASCAR Camping World Truck Series driver, the 52 for Homer. Uh, he's in that race, the 250. I wouldn't doubt you see Stewie do really, really good in that race out there. He likes those tight bull rings. Of course, we see Stuart Friesen when he's not in the truck. He is Mr. Dirt. Uh, he's in whatever dirt race he can get into, either uh, modified. I don't see him many times in a sprint car. It's usually his big block modified. He loves running. Um, but I don't think it really matters to Stuart Friesen. He will get into whatever. If it's a competitive ride, uh, Stuart Friesen's definitely all about it. And uh, he, he loves getting into those races. Um, another twist that I've seen that is definitely worth mentioning. Uh, at the 250 weekend, uh, Brent, we had Brent on last week. He had mentioned something that really stuck with me. Uh, it, they've got, uh, when it came time for admission, they were letting kids 15 and under in absolutely free. And Brent said it, uh, cited that, you know, they're, they're concentrating on trying to get the family out there and making it affordable. Yeah, you know, the adults have got to pay to get into the races, as they do everywhere. But um, at, at some racetracks, uh, I know when I had Sobel, I let kids 12 and under in absolutely free on every race. It didn't matter whether it was an all-star race back in the day or whether it was a Saturday night race. Kids 12 and under were absolutely free all the time. Uh, we did kids' bike races and stuff like that to uh, basically hook them little buggers and get them into short track racing. I, at one time, was that young kid, and uh, I was at Flamborough Speedway with the Morrison family. That's how I got into the sport, and I was absolutely free getting into the races. My parents didn't have to, you know, pay to get me in, uh, and I would go to the races with the Morrisons down the street, and they didn't pay for me to get in. I was of the age where we got in free, uh, and it worked out great. Look at me for a race fan now. Uh, that's why. I was in free. 660 was letting kids uh, 15 and under in free. Get this one. I had a look on social media uh, late last week. Riverside International Speedway still has one huge weekend left, and it's their big blowout. Back to school special. Kids 17 and under are in absolutely free at Riverside International Speedway on the next event. That really stood me up, and I went, wow, good move. Watch and see how many empty seats are at Riverside. I bet you can't find one. Uh, they'll be full. They'll be full of people. And that's exactly what we need at these speedways is for those grandstands to be loaded up. Um, so have a look at the tracks that are being successful if you're at a racetrack that isn't successful, 
you got empty seats each and every time you uh, put a racing event on, have a look. If you're not treating the family right, that could be the reason why you haven't got a lot of fans in your grandstand. And uh, fans have a lot to do with how many cars are on the racetrack. That's chicken and egg sort of thing, right? If you've got a lot of people in the grandstand, chances are the guys that have got race cars are going to want to race there. Uh, they got sponsorship on their race car. They need to be in front of people. They need the exposure. Sometimes that could be the determining factor on where that race team goes to race. If he goes there and you can shoot a cannon and not hit anybody, chances are that race team is going to be looking elsewhere. Uh, either that or when they go to re-up that sponsorship on that race car, uh, have a look at some of the photos. It just uh, it shocks me that they're even posted sometimes where the grandstand is uh, pretty well empty. And h- how do you get sponsorship on that? I, like, I don't know. Um, it, it's just a good idea if kids uh, are let in, uh, the youngest, uh, the younger the better. Uh, let them in. Let them in and get them to be part of this sport, and uh, it, it, it'll go on for a long time. I can tell you from having a Speedway, uh, I used to love letting the kids in, uh, they were eating machines. Anybody that has children knows exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, they're eating machines. When they're at the Speedway, uh, if you didn't have to pay to get them in, they're going to be the one dragging the parents to the track, and uh, uh, they're the first one at the concession window, and they'll continue to go there all night long if you let them. Uh, so it is in your best interest to have that family part and uh, include them. It's a really cool thing. And Riverside International Speedway, as mentioned, uh, check out their river. Uh, check out their site. Uh, if you're out in the Antigonish area, you don't want to miss that season finale at Riverside. The Pro Stock Tour is coming back through. Um, it will be a dynamite night of racing, uh, and uh, you don't want to miss it. Uh, as all the different racetracks here in Canada, the season is coming uh, not to an end yet, but we are getting really close. And this time of the year is the best racing that you're possibly going to see all year long. Uh, teams have got all of those kinks worked out. All the research and development is done. Um, and chances are teams have, uh, you know, they, they've hit the wall. They've done the damage. The car looks new probably, but isn't new anymore. Uh, it's a race car now, and uh, they treat it as such. Some of the best racing you're going to see all year happens at this time of the year from here to the end. Uh, so make an opportunity and uh, get to the to the track. And maybe you've got a neighbor that has never been to the speedways. Not, you know, one of those race guys. Oh, you're a race guy. I'm not a race guy. Take them to the track. Get them out to the racetrack and see if uh, uh, I'll bet you can turn him into a race guy. If you love racing, it's contagious. It's like ice cream, right? If I'm having an ice cream cone, watch how many people want an ice cream because I've got one. Uh, it's funny how it goes. Uh, but race fans, you want to get to your speedways. Uh, Delaware Speedway has got a whopper coming up. Of course, it's a great Canadian race weekend. And you can win your way in. How about that? Uh, you can do that through Quick Wick Fire Starters. You want to get to their site, uh, get to their social media. They do have a contest running right now. And up for grabs are four 
VIP tickets uh, that are going to be given away. And those four VIP tickets are not just for uh, one race or the race that day. No, for the whole weekend. Uh, It'll be huge value. Uh, Not only will you be VIP'd to get in, uh, but the refreshments, the food, the uh, everything, everything that you could possibly want. And I wouldn't doubt you're going to get some uh, Quick Cook Firestarter product. And uh, it's dynamite. Uh, If you light a fire and you're not doing it with a Quick Cook right now, uh, you're missing the boat. Uh, I used it once two years ago. And I haven't lit a fire since without using a quick, quick fire starter. Uh, it makes you look like a pro each and every time. And uh, it, it's a great contest. Simple to enter. doesn't cost you anything. Uh, get to their social media. You can get to it off racetimeradio.com as well. Um, there's a hashtag. Just include that hashtag with the post. Uh, do some sharing. And uh, you can enter it. Entered into the contest. And uh, be kind of cool, wouldn't it, to meet Alex Tagliani and uh, Kyle Steckley and uh, Trayton Lapsevich uh, to get together with those drivers at the racetrack and actually physically meet them and talk to them. Uh, I know these guys personally, uh, but and th- there's a lot of fans that would just love the opportunity to sit down and talk to all of these guys. Think about it. Alex Tagliani, uh, just a few years ago, was that, that's the same guy that went out in a Schmidt, uh, uh, I can't remember the, the combination, but a Schmidt car, went out and took the pull for the Indianapolis 500. That's the same Alex Tagliani, right, that is going to be at the Fall Pro weekend. Uh, he's the same guy. And uh, to meet Alex Tagliani, I met him back in the day when he was running IndyCar, and uh, he was sponsored by Hot Wheels. And uh, he, he was going by on a little scooter, and I pulled him over, and I said, hey, can I get an interview? And Alex said, sure. We did the interview, talked to him for a bit, and then shut the microphone off and actually got a chance to meet Alex Tagliani. They don't make him any better. He's a really cool guy. Uh, I want to also congratulate Nick Sheridan. Nick Sheridan, uh, he, he runs in the Dirt Series. He runs at Oswego Weekend Speedway. Um, he was a dirt uh, crate car, did really good in crate sprint racing, Uh, won some races, uh, won quite a few races, always competitive. Nick bit the bullet and moved up into the 360 sprint cars, and that is is a considerable move. Uh, When you get into that uh, shark tank, it's a tough, tough deal. Well, Nick did it. He won his first 360 dirt race win. Uh, he did it at Brighton Speedway. So I, I got to I, I got to say that it has to be the tour. Uh, at least I think it is. Uh, we're gonna get more. We're gonna get Nick on the show to celebrate that win. Won't be tonight, uh, but we definitely want to congratulate Nick Sheridan. Of course, that's Jake's brother, uh, Jake Sheridan, that we see in the APC series. Uh, Nick does a phenomenal job. Uh, Ron's sons, uh, it's just a great team, a great family, and a vital part, a vital part of our sport. And uh, we'll get Nick Sheridan on, and we'll talk about the win. Uh, we'll try next week and see if we can get him on. Of course, a lot happening in dirt racing, too. Don't forget the Canadian Sprint Car Nationals still to come at Oshweekin Speedway 
action continues Friday night. And you can always check that out online as well through GeForce Television or GeForce TV. Um, but there is so much great racing still to come. Get to your local short track. I don't care whether it's in uh, Newfoundland, Eastbound International Speedway, all the way out to Agassiz Speedway in B.C., uh, all points in between. Get to your local racetrack. We haven't got many more weekends left. And text us here at Racetime Radio. Send us a message, joe at racetimeradio.com. Let us know your experience at the Speedway and what you thought of it. Uh, we'd love to hear from you anytime here on the show. Junior will be back with us next week here in the studio, thankfully. i got to thank Sue right here in the Racetime Radio studio. Uh, Ed and Scott and everybody down in Toronto at Rev TV Canada and Sirius XM Channel 167 for all they do. And absolutely thank you to all of you for tuning in to Racetime Radio. If it weren't for you, we wouldn't be doing this. Uh, so thank you so much for it. And uh, we'll catch you next week right here all live on Racetime Radio Sundays from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern each and every Sunday right here. Join us next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.